to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. Uh, if you want to follow the show on Twitter, follow the show at Strictly at Strict Anonymous or follow me at Cartoon Therapy. Uh, what else? Do I, if, can you write a review for my podcast? That'd be great. Write a review on Stitcher or iTunes. And if you want to be on the show, I'm always looking for callers. This is a call and advice show where I talk to total strangers. You remain anonymous. So if you have uh, a problem that you need help with or a secret life that you want to talk about, uh, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Today, I have an in-person guest who people know as Tommy, my old co-host. Don't forget. And people who don't ha- just started listening to the show. I started out my podcast with a co-host and that's probably why you hear on the intro. The good old days. Yeah, it when, was great. Yeah, when it you was, had, you you had great. 10 times more listeners because I was on. I did not have 10 times more listeners. I think the show was a little bit different. I don't think it's better, better. or worse. I, think I it loved was having you. It wasn't better. It was different, but I loved having you on. I thought you were great. It was very hard to fire you and get used to being on the show without you, but now I'm so much happier without you. I yeah. would never have you back on, but only because you were irritating <laughs> to schedule. And I also just like talking to people about myself and not being interrupted. But and and you know what? People yeah. liked when I was on the show totally, because I course. did interrupt you. Of course, and, you and you I gave brought a, a soothing voice. Your voice, not people this complimented your voice. growing thing that happens all day long. I, people like my voice too, but this is but there's too much of it. No, it isn't, Tommy. I'm the yin so to already, your yang. Already, I, can't, see, I don't look, mind on my podcast. See, Kathy's actually getting very tense right now. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, just so you know, yesterday Tommy talked all about how he would like to bang me when I come over and do the podcast like yeah, he I need think, sex Wait, I think it would relax is, me and just so you know guys this is the way not to get a girl to fuck you okay because does he actually think that if you rude to me like that that I'm gonna get horny for you later this is zero chance listen zero I know all the buttons to push no you don't that's but that's what we're gonna talk about actually. I do we're gonna yeah you know them but you you just don't have it in you to push listen, them anymore because what because we're gonna explain today is I'm actually new to the, I'm back in the game yeah, Tommy got divorced. We have the divorce podcast, and that's we cannot reveal what happened in your divorce because I've been talking about it and yeah. talking about how we're going to do that episode. We already taped it. We taped it. it but it's a great do, story. Anybody who's been in matrimonial court understands that until the ink is dried and uh, the checks have been written, we can't. Um, you know, you can't do anything stupid that might in- no. jeopardize. Uh, you know the deal right so that's out there but what we're gonna do now forget about the story you did get divorced we were not going to talk about the specifics of that because it's so good yeah and like i said we already have like an hour and a half podcast taped and that will be that will air the minute you have signed those divorce papers yes. right it, okay, you know, so to give you well we don't really give dates and times you know uh because things get aired and don't get aired but we'll just say in fantasy land it's going to probably be three weeks Okay, great. So you'll probably get the story on how Tommy got divorced. Like I said, Tommy was my old co-host. He's back on to, to talk about, to me, I think it's a really good topic because I've seen this happen before and I've known Tommy for, I've known Tommy 
through a lot of his incarnations. I met you what how many years ago? Maybe 20 years ago, 15 years ago. Oh. A lot of years ago. And uh, <laughs> when I met him, he was a player, like the biggest player I had around. a good game. I had a good game. It a, was polished. It was tight. Game. We did a I podcast in, once. Yes, Can I, I re-air that? I had to take it down because your wife got mad about yeah, it. Yeah. Can I ever thanks. re-air that one? Um, we could after okay. that. Okay, great. And we did a podcast about how to get a girl to bang you who absolutely would never fucking bang you because that's what the the deal was between me and you. Like, I was like, never, ever. I was completely not interested in you. But over a year of you working me with your game, you got me in the sack. And you got me in the sack for like eight years. You were like the best booty call I ever had, right? Chinese water torture. You just keep doing little bit. And Whatever, we're not going to get into that because we already did that <laughs> podcast and I'll re-air it so my color, but this is one I, what I want to talk about Okay. because I've seen this happen to many guys and like the new incarnation of Tommy is divorced Tommy and divorced Tommy is so sad. It, I, like every other guy that gets over, you are like a sad, so I explained, sad person. Okay, so I explained it to to you know all my married buddies who are all like, you know, you know when you're married, everyone's like, oh man, if I was single... I'd be running girls in and out all night. The party wouldn't stop, but you don't understand. You know, that was a while ago. Now you're 40, okay? Well, you're 40. Well, I'm 40. But, you know, a lot of my friends are the same age. And you A, you can't party every night. That's one thing. Two, you, like, um, what was that damn movie? Hall Pass. Remember the movie Hall Pass? Uh-huh. And uh, so it's so true because you keep thinking you have all this game and everything, But stuff has changed. The whole, uh, I mean, when I was single, there was no Tinder. Right, but that's like, listen, you could get back in the game, okay? Okay. That just makes things easier, and it just ups your numbers, okay? Because it is a dating and screwing is all a numbers game, really. So that that those kind of things only help if you're like not too old to follow the trends and stay on with tech, stay up to you know to par with what's going on in technology. Yes, 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 no, yes, and no. The no part is, if you've never done it before, there's the whole... All right, so I went on it. Okay. Should we talk about that part? Yeah. So I went on Tinder, and I went on Bumble. Okay? Mm-hmm. Bumble. I've never even heard of Bumble. Okay, so Bumble, it's more geared towards women. So what happens is, just like Tinder, whatever, if you have a match, mm-hmm. that's great. Now, you can't text the girl. The girl has 24 hours to message message you, mm-hmm. okay? So it's, it puts the control in the woman to stop like stalkers and all this bullshit and everything, which I think is great. Um, but if she doesn't send you a message within 24 hours, it disappears. Oh. So it's kind of cool from a guy standpoint, like, okay, great, I made a match and she sent me a message. So it's good for her, it gives her the protection of psychos and whatever, and but it's good for the guy because it gives you a little bit of confidence because now you're you're not like taking a stab in the dark. You're like, here we made a match. She messaged me, so she's second. You know, it's almost like a second virtual date. Mm-hmm. And then you know, then you go from there. The quality of women on Bumble is like first class and Tinder is in like the jump seat in the back. Well, that's because I think Tinder isn't. Tinder more of like, oh, I'm drunk and horny right now. I'm just so going to come over and bang you. That's what I thought when I logged on. Mm-hmm. But like what I don't understand, that's what the site was made for, right? 
I'll hook I up because I think it was yeah. like wasn't it made after like grind grinder? Yeah, you know, because yeah. that that gay, the gay app thing, was yeah. so successful. And then I think a lot of people <laughs> do get laid from Tinder though. Yeah, but because if you do, you have to do Tinder, Tommy, at two o'clock in the morning when the girls are drunk. Yeah, I'm in bed at two o'clock do, in the morning. You can't do it at four p.m. Uh, yeah, but unless you live in like a place like Florida. So the thing with Tinder is <laughs> if you read every this is my whole thing. Every girl that goes on there writes this whole profile, this and that, mm-hmm. and their last line is, I'm not here for hookups. Then why the fuck are you on grinder? I mean, grinder, on Tinder. Tinder. Because girls are there because that's where guys are, okay? That's what it is. And they're probably not looking for hookups. But if you get them at two o'clock in the morning, they're drunk and they'll probably hook up with you. That's all. Somebody made a comment recently on my podcast and said, you know, you always advocate drinking. And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't even drink. And she's like, yes, you always talk about how, oh, just give And she's kind of right. Like, Carrie, I'm telling you, go on Tinder late at night because girls are drunk and you could take advantage of them. It's probably bad. <laughs> is that bad of me to that's say? That's bad advice. Okay. Um, but, but the thing with that is, all right, so going back, we said it's like good and bad with new technology, more girls, more people, whatever, Mm -hmm, just, mm -hmm. but when you're someone like myself that was doing it before that came around, you have to adjust your game to, okay, I made the match. What do I say? Oh, do you Tommy, live in- I'm going to just, I'm going to out you here now, okay? Because before, you think that this is like new after you got divorced, okay? This has nothing to do with you being divorced. I just think you're a bad online person because before you got married, I don't I went know on match. you remember that. And, I went on match. And what happened when you went on match? You I had to have your- you. Yes. Do, I had Kathy manage my match Not profile. Did he, he didn't, because <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. Because Tommy's very sensitive. And Tommy mm. was very freaked out by the fact that he would like email girls. And this, I'm going to say this because it's very, I think a lot of people feel this way and it's very important because I have the total opposite take that you were very freaked out when you would email hot girls and they wouldn't write you back and you would take it so super personal. Like it was, it was so getting on your nerves like and you were so sensitive to it that you had to pass it on to me because you couldn't take it and because i'm like who cares like i think it's personal if you go on a date with them and they don't call you after but who cares from a flat picture so when before i did obviously before we were doing this podcast i was talking to kathy and i did go on some dates so the the whole online thing is just garbage but like i actually went on physical dates so what you probably want to hear is at 40 going on the date you know no, i want to talk about a little bit deeper than that because i just want to read a text that prompted me like i I just think that like i started off this conversation with like you are so sad now that you got divorced (laughs) and like how i've seen a lot of other men go through this so and i think it's a little bit deeper than just the dating like and i know that you think that you still have your game but it's like online dating that's wrong but i know from somebody i'm the the first to admit that i don't have the game right now. Right, but I think that, that you don't have the game right now because there's this deeper thing that happens when men get divorced and I've seen it t- with all my guys. You're friends. broken a little bit. You're like a dickless man. Like you it's are. like your dick was chopped off. No, like and for sure. I 100% agree with you. Yeah. And that's exactly what I felt. I didn't say my dick. I felt my balls got chopped off. Yeah, I say dick. And, you and say you, balls, same shit. You want right? to know what it is? Mm-hmm. It's first the breakup part. You know, that hurts everybody. But the actual whole process with attorneys right, and courts. Right. And then they're taking and, your and, money. And then you as a guy. So in my divorce, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we're not going to get into the, the the specifics of it. But I wasn't at fault. She was at fault. Mm-hmm. She did something stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, yes, I was hurt absolutely by that. But uh, on the other side, 
in a state like New York, it's called no fault. Mm -hmm. So I could have been the biggest pig sleeping with every woman and it would have been the same amount of judgment that it was even though I wasn't at fault. Right, meaning like you're so, getting fucked royally in your divorce regardless of whether you were the wrong or or were in the wrong or the right. Correct. And it's not just, it's it's like the breadwinner. So mm-hmm. even though like I was emotionally hurt, I went to court and because I was the breadwinner, I got financially fucked. Right. So like you're like you're it's like being kicked when you're down. It's like you Beyond. just when you think things yeah. can't get worse, now you're being raped of all your money and your hard earned cash and like yeah. all that stuff. And yes. I think that I have to say there's only a couple areas where men have it worse than women. Okay. I think and most that, of the time the divorce court in New York City yeah. is that one. And baldness. If you're if you're and bald and, and you have both. You're, you're bald and <laughs> and you got divorced. You're like so you're you bald, got, fat. Well, divorced that is okay fucked. for guys. I think there's only two areas where I'm just kind of like, oh, well, oh, well, like, welcome to the unfair world of women, you know, yeah. whereas, and I do think that men have it really, it's really unfair what happens to men in divorce and with children a lot of the times compared to women. So I think that, because I've, like I said, I have seen men get divorced and they are at their low. It's like they're like dickless men. And I got to tell you, as a woman who is single and looking to mingle sometimes, right? Or any woman, like there's nothing more unattractive than a dickless, ballless man. I mean, I find men after they get divorced, like so unattractive, yeah. right? And it's not because like, and that's not broken. rude of me to say. No, you, 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 it's like everything that you, that made you a man that men sort of hold on to, like it goes out the window. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and it's like, well, it's actually not, it doesn't go out the window. It goes onto a piece of paper and it get. It's handed to attorneys. Right. And I've had a lot of, of and you've money. had a lot of times in the process where you've called me up drunk. I'm always the person you call up drunk to Absolutely. talk about your feelings. Because I know there's no recourse from that. No, and you know that I'm good. Like this is why I do my podcast because I'm the type of person you like to talk to when you need advice, right? You mm-hmm. you always were, I was always that person for you. You've called Absolutely. me up very upset, begging me to have sex with you. And like one day I was like, listen, I'm going to do better <laughs> than have sex with you. I'm going to like help you figure out how to get your fucking dick back so you could go fuck a lot of girls. Like that's what I want to see for you. Right. You don't need to bang me. You need to get your game back. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not going to give you fish. I'm going to teach you how to fish. Like that's the kind of friend that I am. Yeah, but it's your stank fish when I put it on my body <laughs> that attracts the other stank know, that's fish what was around me. To, that's what Tommy was trying to tell no, me. But like I, if it, I, every time it, every, I bang so you. So in the 20 years that I've known her, okay, <laughs> if I ever had a drought, even, you know, when I was single, you know, just playing the field, and if I was in a drought, I'd be like, ah, oh, fuck. And I would just call up Kathy mm-hmm. and had a good session, mm-hmm. and then I would just come home, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, boom, I'd be back on my game again. Yeah, well, I have to say, there is a sex smell. I remember sleeping over your house. No, this is right after I quit drinking and I'd walk for miles on end because I had no place to go. So I'd sleep with you when you lived all the way down in Battery Park. And then I'd walk all the way home up like from Battery Park to like Midtown, right? It would take me two hours. And what I would do, like one time I didn't take a shower after I left and we had had sex in the morning, like, you know. And I have to say, as I was walking home for that hour, like guys were chasing after me. I really felt like they smelled the sex. I 100% Agree. So I would never shower after I slept with you anymore, just to see. And it like clockwork. <laughs> Men would be like literally after. Go to the it didn't gym. matter how bad I looked, makeup streaming down my face, like doing the walk of shame. If you don't shower, like it's like there's some sort of pheromone maybe that goes on. So I think like what that's why maybe one piece of ass, you know, then attracts more yeah, pieces. It's of like ass. a jump start on a car. 
Right. But, you know, Tommy sent me a text, okay, last night. I don't know. You were out by yourself, first of all. No, was I was like, here. I, no, you were like, I'm at Hakkasan eating alone. First oh, of that all. was two nights ago. Okay. You're like, I'm at Hakkasan by myself eating duck. <laughs> yeah. I, fuck. The Peking duck there is amazing. Okay. But you were by yourself. It's so lonely. And then you're like, if I had a girlfriend, she would be cheating on me with me 13 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I thought that that was the saddest text I ever got, but the funniest and the most real. Yeah. And... That's when I was like, we need to do a podcast about this sort of state that men go get into when they are divorced. I think you need to come out of it and you can come out of it. I, I will. think some well, men will never. This today, is the whole, let me just finish I one took, second. Okay. Well, some men will never come out of it, but they need to. And this is what I want people to, what men to take from this. It's like they're in this place and they feel like this. Like, don't give up because like you could get your game back and your dick back and your balls back and get, you know, and whether it's screwing five women or 50 women or going, getting a new relationship, whatever it is, being attractive to women again and feeling whole again. It's very important, you know, for that to happen. So I did make the first steps. So no more lonely dinners. No more lonely dinners. (laughs) (laughs) But they treat me. No, I have to say. I think they treat me so well there because they (laughs) feel sorry for me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they basically wait on me hand and foot. But I have to say though, now that I have a baby and I'm only five months into it, like when I have a babysitter and I go eat alone, it is like heaven for me because I'm just like zoned out and I like that well, time alone. I do like to eat dinner once in a while, I'm, I'm most times alone mm-hmm. because of the business that I'm in. Okay, but what about this whole thing? Someone to be cheating on me with me. Okay, years. so let me get to that. But I made first step on getting it everything back. Um, and we never plug any businesses and I'm not, and, and I have no skin in the game with this business. I just want to say, so I, I canceled my super crazy expensive gym membership that I never went to. Mm-hmm. And, and I went and joined a new gym that just opened up in my neighborhood called temple. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool. There's no one there, obviously at one o'clock in the afternoon, I hired a trainer. I invested a few thousand dollars in like 30, training sessions Uh made the commitment of three days a week and you know i went today it was hard it hurts but i feel getting back into shape is the first way to get Totally. I want, yeah. And of making yourself look like, because sometimes what happens with a lot of people, men and yeah, women, is that the way you feel on the inside starts to reflect on the outside. And you're 100% right. You know, I felt like, listen, I put on probably since the, the since the actual action happened mm-hmm. um, a year ago. Mm-hmm. I probably put on about 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. And you're always someone that goes back and forth with being Yeah, fat, but I, I put on 30 pounds <laughs> of just, not even, it was just stress and like wine and late night dining weight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't eat junk food. I don't smoke, but I drink a lot of wine and I drink late and then I get hungry at three in the morning and then I eat and because I was depressed. Mm-hmm. But now I'm trying to break that chain. Now, getting back to the Hakkasan comment about cheating, you know, if I was dating somebody right now, she'd mm-hmm. be cheating on, because when about 13 years ago, 14 years ago, when I was at like the peak of my game, I was sleeping with so many women that were married to like 42-year-old banker dudes that were like out of shape and they were miserable about it, you know? Mm -hmm. So there was a couple sitting next to me 
and at Hakkasan the other at night. At Hakkasan uh-huh. the other night, and the girl was gorgeous, mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous. And you know, the guy was a heavy hitter, had on probably thirty five thousand dollar watch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Beautiful bottle of wine on the table, and the two of them were sitting there on their phones, right? Like they, you know, bottle of uh, probably Opus One, four hundred dollars on the table, and you know all this fantastic food. The, and the restaurant was popping. Mm-hmm. And like I said, she looked fantastic. Cleavage was showing. She had like leather pants on. I mean, first class ass. Mm-hmm. And they both had their head buried in their phone. Right. But this is and, the thing and, with and that. And that's, yeah. that's what I thought. I said, she'd be texting me, <laughs> me 13 years ago. <laughs> the like, she, she's going to see Dinner's almost on. over. Can I come <laughs> by your house? <laughs> Right, you would triple, double dip in a day. I I know that. Back in the day, yeah. Yeah, I remember. And it wasn't like it was, and, and I said this before on the podcast, it wasn't like I was planning on it, whatever. So I would wake up with someone that slept over that night. Mm-hmm. You'd screw them and in the morning. I'd screw them in the morning. I love morning sex. It's my Most favorite thing. Most guys do, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they would leave. Then I would go out or whatever, and then... If I would go out to lunch with somebody and they were on break from work and never know, come back to my place, go to their place, screw, they go, whatever. I go home, I shower and I'm out for the night. And then that night I would meet another girl. No, I know. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a guy on my podcast now who's like you, but and he's divorced, and he's like some men are like dickless after they get divorced, and he's like the opposite. He's just like a rampant, crazy womanizer, insane. Yeah. Even at fifty, and he's fifty. So, yeah. it, but I think that that's uh, this. They say what's that saying? My therapist used to say it's like the different side of the same coin, right? It's two like two sides of the same coin. Two yeah. sides of the same coin, right? Well, I had a friend who who actually got divorced, and he did that. Yeah. He went on like a rabid dog run uh-huh. and uh and he would be like oh man life is great now i'm banging this one i'm banging that one i think it was just his way of coping yeah with his pain and he felt that he had to tell everybody how great it was well it's because that's feeding their ego somehow even though it d- ultimately at the end will never make them feel any better just like you know it, th- right mm-hmm. but it, it temporarily that's what they think yeah. is going to make so them feel better. my balls and my dick were crushed so much that i even accepted it and i told people i said listen there's no ego here i got you know what i mean no, but I think it the grounds difference it- between the womanizers that do that turn into womanizers after they get divorced and someone like you who doesn't is i think and tell me if i'm wrong okay like because i know what doctor guy the reason why he's doing this now is because he never got girls in high school like he never had your game you had games since high school yeah you were always I, I did all right hot pieces of ass yeah day one you were that guy right but there yeah. are a lot of guys that don't reach their prime until way later yeah so it, and if they get money maybe through their marriage and all of a sudden they're divorced and they have this cash and they realize mm. they could get young girls they go on a rampage that so was your friend I'm, who I'm, went on the rampage was he a player before or was he kind of like a loser he was like a he started like in college you know what i mean later in the game i'm i I explain people i'm like the ron jeremy syndrome i started early and now i'm fucking fat and disgusting looking i don't care 
you know? You're disgusting looking. No. You're not fat. You've always been kind of... Chuggy. No, well, you're beefy. I'm built. Yeah. You, have a, you have a stocky body yeah. to begin with, right? And you always gain and lose weight in your belly. Sometimes yeah. you look like nine months pregnant. Sometimes you look four months pregnant. Right now, stand up. I'll tell you how many pre- months Dude, pregnant you I'm, look right now. I'm, I got twins right now. Okay, let me see. Tommy's <laughs> standing up. I'm just going to tell you how pregnant he looks. No, hold it, the shirt. Oh yeah, you're giving birth like later <laughs> today. You could just go. You, your like water may air, break. At my water might break during the podcast, <laughs> but not twins. I would say there's only one baby, like in a there. big one. Yeah, one regular, no, one regular size. But I've seen you bigger, dude. I'm sorry. Really? Say. Absolutely. That's that actually makes me feel a little better. Yeah, this is where the and dickless loser part comes into play. That you don't even start. I think what happens with men is they feel so bad about themselves they don't even see the truth. You like what you just said about yourself is so lame. I'm a disgusting fat. Slug. Well, like whatever it's, said, it's, it's that's like, like it's like so, so no, but I'm like because you don't you look the same. I know just it's so like you know. no, but it's you know how you know the guy goes on the rant to bang all these girls to boast. Oh, I'm on top of my game. Makes him feel better. Um, you know what do you call it? Like self shaming a little bit kind of mm-hmm. is like my coping mechanism. Yeah, it's unattractive. Yeah. Yeah, you got to well, stop both, that. Both things are unattractive. Yeah, 100%. It's this, listen, I, you think that I'm not... I'm just, saying like, it to you. I'm not running around town saying, I know, but hey, it's how, look but at my fat ass. But the fact that you say it out loud, when people sort of are self-deprecating like that, there's truth to it. And that means that on some level, that's how you feel about yourself. And that's what you bring to a date. That's why you have no game. And that's what we need to change. Do okay. you understand? Because like, I know you, like I said, through all of your incarnations. Yeah. Okay. And this is no different than any other guy. Most likely you haven't changed as much as you think you have. It's how you feel about yourself. That's changed. Well, the reason, yes, probably this wasn't as big as a change. It seems, I don't know. It seems more intense as you get older. You know not only I mean? that, listen, I think it's very difficult. You're a very sensitive person. You're yeah. intense, you right? So I'm you, intense. You're a work hard, yes. play hard guy, right? You're intense, very intense. But you have a lot of passion and you have a lot like, so you, you know, so you feel things a lot, right? Yes. And so I think when you fail at something, because I think getting married, I always knew you for a very long time. And as much as Tommy fucked a lot of girls, he always had a girlfriend. He always had this part of himself that really wanted to be quote unquote normal. Okay, I think it was very important for you to get married and have kids like you and have that house like you really had that fantasy and, and there's nothing wrong. And with I that. waited a long time for it. Yeah. And you really did it when you were ready. And I think you re- I know you really wanted to do it right. You yes. gave up the girls. Yep. I mean, really I changed, changed my whole I changed you, my you whole really life. did for my ex-wife yeah and i think that's why it made such an impact because that's right i i got yes you know they say oh you got to get everything out of your system i realistically feel that i got a lot of i got it out of my system and i fully committed and you know started to have a family really just focused on work and did that right so this so then when the rug was pulled from underneath you're like fuck devastating yeah because that's everything that you had ever wanted yeah, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. had it and then now you don't have it and then you're back to this other person but this is like i once gave my friend a man makeover who was in the same position as you like you know and he spent a you know and because like you say it's very important to get like your outside looking good and get back in shape and all these things and then you start to feel better about yourself i don't personally think i don't know tommy because like you keep saying and i was going to say this before like you have tried since your divorce to get me in the sack and you've been successful i've tried i've just called you up and said hey will you sleep with me and you'll say no (laughs) yeah exactly no but that's the whole that was my point but we have gone out to dinner my whole point is that you keep saying like 
you don't like have the game. I don't personally think that you will ever have that game again. I think that it's when you get a, a little bit of time, it's yeah. too much energy. Do you understand? And, and you, you have a kid yeah. who now when you have him, you have him alone. So it's a lot more work. I yeah. know I'm a single mom. So you're like a single dad when you have him. You have another business. You open up a restaurant that's super successful. You have a bar. You're older, right? Yeah. So you, I don't think you have the energy I, for all that game because that's a full-time job. Well, while eating alone, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you think about these things. Mm-hmm. And I could never go back to, you know, you know, double dipping, triple dipping, having this girl, having that girl. Mm-hmm. I really don't have the energy. And, you know, what I, mean. I what I would like to have is maybe, you know, two girlfriends or something or three <laughs> girlfriends. <laughs> but, not, you know, but like arrangements. Like, you know, they're because, you know, in New York City, you meet someone that is a older in their 40s and older mm-hmm. than th- that are not married it's because either they're divorced or if they've never been married it's because they're career oriented mm-hmm. so they work hard and when they have their little time to have fun they want to have fun and then but go- they're not looking for you to like be their end all be all yeah mm-hmm. you know so you want one of those for the, for now but mm-hmm. ultimately, you know, you want but something to be around. But this is the thing, and I'm just going to tell Sundays you. Sundays get lonely, you know, baby. Sundays maybe, get real lonely. I know, and that's when you call me, and I'm like, no fucking way, because you know how to push my buttons. We all, like, I, I you, because you used to do that all the yeah. time, right? And I think most women have the same buttons that I do. You have to put in a little work, even if it's just straight up sex, and it's not even going to be anything. Like, you know, if, even just for a booty call. Like, women like to be treated a certain way that makes them horny, even if it's, like I said, not someone that they like, because I don't have feelings for you. But I don't think that you have it because you know what to do with me and you've had me out to dinner and you but you don't have it in you to do it i think what you need to do is get out there and meet a girl that you really like because then it will come naturally you don't have it in you to even play the game that you know you know it so well so i did go on a date Mm -hmm. i went a couple dates but Mm -hmm. i actually met somebody by chance Mm -hmm. who i actually have known for a long time Mm -hmm. great very attractive, very attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of in passing. And I said, you know, you know, come to, you know, my new restaurant and check it out. You know, mm-hmm. stop by for have a drink, you know. Yeah. She, she came by, had a drink. We sat at the bar. She came toward closing time. So the restaurant was empty. You know, we sat in the back. Had a little food, mm-hmm. had a little wine. We were relaxed. We had a little more wine. Mm-hmm. You know, it, got, it was very comfortable. I, I, I got to tell you, I really liked her. And, uh, you know, she leaned over. We started making out. And, you know, but we were in the back. So it wasn't like we were in my restaurant and employees were looking. It right, was right, very right. secluded. Mm-hmm. And then we went up to the bar. We had a little nightcap. I walked her home because mm-hmm. she only lived not too far from the new place. And the whole way home, she's like holding my hand and it was really nice Mm -hmm. and made out with her for a good session out in front. I put her in her building. Goodbye. You know, late quickly. She texts me missing you already. This type of stuff. And I got that feeling, you know, you got that feeling of excitement that like like that euphoric feeling. Yeah. And it was exciting. And then the texting happened every day mm-hmm. and multiple times. And I kind of held back a little bit and more went on the respond to her texts. Oh, God. See, that's the. No, insecure, no, 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 no. That's an insecure way to go as a I, man. Of course. But when, then we went on another date. 
Mm-hmm. And the same That's thing. That's the dickless way to go. <laughs> Thank Sorry. you. All right. Well, I'm listen. just going to call this podcast so, Tommy the Dickless Divorce. Man. I'm sorry. Just go on. So then, uh, then we <laughs> then the next dinner we went out, amazing time, making mm-hmm. out, blah blah blah. Brought her to her apartment. She went up, you know. And then the third date we did dinner, but it was kind of on the fly. And, you know, messing around. But she had to go somewhere to an event. Um, and that was that. She, oh, I'm going to be out of town. I'll be back, like, Tuesday. So on Tuesday, I text her. Hey, hope your trip was great. Uh, can't wait to see you. Let Did you me- guys have sex yet? No. Okay. Let me know when uh, when you're free for dinner. Any bases or just first base? Just first base. Okay, right. Let me know when you're free from dinner. Yeah. Nothing. Okay. And then that was like Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Then Wednesday, I'm like, do I text again? No. Thursday, mm-hmm. yesterday, I was like, all right. I was like, hey, stranger, just checking in, seeing if you're good. Mm-hmm. Let me know if you're available for dinner. Mm-hmm. And now, still nothing. <laughs> So, oh my God, you might be dumped, but we have to figure out why you got dumped. Yeah. It might be another guy. Let me ask you this. I need some backstory on her because you're saying you're looking for this older, you know, woman. Well, I don't, I don't want to. How old is she? No, I want to talk about her specific. How okay. old is she? You're going to laugh at me. 23? That's o- what I would A little older. At 26? No, just almost 30. We'll just say almost 30. Okay, well, you might have been too nice to her. We always know that girls in your 20s, you got to treat them like shit. You can't be like, yeah. you can't be dickless with them. No. A 40-something-year-old might be desperate and might take you at your lowest point of your life, but not no hot 20 Older women love me because I'm an old school. I open the door. Totally. You know how to take bill. care of a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When she's in your presence. When she's in my presence. <laughs> yeah, you might be fucking her sister so, behind her back when she leaves, but when she's I, with I you, wish I, that was you the old me. You act as if you're not. That was I the know, old it's me. true. So what I'm going to do right now is I wrote, uh, you know, I want to read you what I wrote on my profile for these Tinder things. Wait, can we just fi- finish the story about the yeah. girl? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we'll get to your profile because this is all, all right. interesting stuff, I think, for guys, right? Yeah. Because I think guys have been in this situation where they're... They're on a couple dates with a girl. They think everything's pretty cool, right? And then they just never hear from the girl, right? Yep. And if they don't have a girlfriend, because I love when, like, you know, I think that's why it's really helpful to have a girl that's your friend. Or, like, when I need to know about guys, to have a guy that's your friend. Because you could just, like, kind of get to know. Women attract women. Okay, but that's not the point. I'm talking about like when you need advice of like what the hell's going on in a woman's oh, head yeah, in yeah, this yeah, kind yeah. of situation. Obviously, right? you would always call me about this one and the, the right. dude at and the gym. and I would help my guy friends with their girls. Quarter way in my ass guy or whatever his name Who? was. In. Half, halfway in guy. Halfway in. Just so you know, he was a dickless divorcee. <laughs> the he, dickless but he got divorcee. halfway in. Only halfway. Come on. <laughs> Fucking have a read that chapter. It's killer and it's true. Um, and he was he was he was like a half a man, like literally. And that was after divorce. He was like never to be the same. And that's why he ever. only went halfway in. Yeah, for bump. for real. But no. So with this girl, okay, like, how old was she? Twenty nine. Well, just say she's yeah, just about twenty nine thirty. Yes. Okay. And did you like for those three dates? Right, the last date. How did it end? Um, it kind of ended. See, that's funny that you say that. So the last date, she was a little bit more pulled back. So what I was thinking, maybe she met either she either met somebody else mm-hmm. or she got back together 
with who she was with before, like before we had that little niche in time. And this isn't anything long. This was a, you know, we saw each other three, four times in a week and a half. It was right. like hot and heavy quick. Right. No, but I, that's the way it should be. Okay? Yeah. You just get to it and then figure out whether you like someone and if not, move on. I think it's totally yeah. fine that she just blew you off if she wanted to after three days. She never had sex with you. She doesn't really owe you any explanation. I'm just trying to figure it out because sometimes yeah. it helps to know like how come someone just disappears, you know, yeah. but sometimes you don't know. It could be like you said, she got back with somebody like unless you could pick apart what happened like, you know, on that last date. I don't know. But you said you were holding back like she might have been. No, 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 no. Yeah. I was only holding, you know, I wasn't like texting her obsessively. I wish I would have looked through the te- text that you had with her like before this and yeah. done my homework and then been able to critique you because sometimes there's things that It'll people do that they don't know. It'll be on the next podcast. Okay, that they don't know what they do Because now your ratings like, and your reviews are going to go through the roof that I'm back. <laughs> okay, you're not back. You're on for this podcast. Oh, I'm back. I wanted you on just the other day. This was the other thing I wanted to do on this podcast. Uh, we do it at the end. I wanted your take on a couple calls that I had that I wish you were on. There was a girl recently named... Um, Pocahontas. She was called in because she felt like, you know, she could not, she only wanted to date white guys. Her last boyfriend was black and dumped her because she was fat, actually. She gained weight while she was with him and then he dumped her and then told her it was because she was fat. And then now she's very anti-black men and she's only into white guys, but she feels that white guys would never like her because she's, I mean, they literally tell her to her face, like, no offense, but I don't like black women and i tried to get deep in what that. yeah and i'm like tommy loved italian men yeah and he italian men love black women yeah yeah and I, then i tried to get you on the phone and you weren't available and then i tried to do a podcast with her and then she couldn't you know so i wound up airing it and i was just like wanted you to talk to her like there's been a couple times where i'm like oh this would have been a good call for tommy yeah. most of the time i like to the calls by myself but there have been a couple times where i think like that girl didn't want me to probe her deeply like i did um, she would have been just happy to talk about like sort of dating the black and white thing. The superficial stuff. Yeah, but it was interesting. And I th- a lot of people chimed in on that podcast too. And so I think that like that's what you brought to the table. But anyway, back to you because I always like to keep my podcast very personal. Okay, let's back to your dickless loser life. <laughs> oh. No, so this is what it is, Tommy. Like I, you have to figure out really what your what you really want because i think sometimes what happens when people are like in a time where they're kind of confused or going through tough times they don't know what they want right so then they go out and they're just sending out all these kind of mixed messages 100 percent right? agree with you and then you get back mixed messages you know you get back people yeah. that are just as confused as you are because well, like attracts like what what you know like you i've done therapy and mm-hmm. all that so what i took what i'm taking from it mm-hmm. you know my take on it mm-hmm. is i have to rebuild myself mm-hmm. okay so right now i have to just start from the ground up and you know thank god that my businesses are doing well you know mm-hmm. what i mean i'm not someone like oh fuck i got divorced i lost my job you know what i mean so that the fortunate aspect about it, it's going to allow me to rebuild myself, mm-hmm. meaning get back into shape. I'm not talking about being ripped, but just get back into a routine where mm-hmm. I'm going to the gym and stuff like that. Um, I start feeling a little bit about better about myself, mm-hmm. you know, not waking up in the morning, uh, you know, the, like, oh, fuck, you know, mm-hmm. um, and get those things under control. I personally feel that now this starts to come, then the other will follow. Right. Because you're right. When I would go out there, you know, now, like, I'm just like, 
I'm running through the woods without a flashlight. Like, yeah, like I'll take a little lady that just wants to bang, and then I don't want. I want two girlfriends, but I don't want. Like it is just like confusing. You know yeah. what I mean? And then you yeah. go on a date, and like on some level, I feel like it's out there, right? And so it it's like it you you get that back, right? So you know you're not like when you're really ready for a real relationship. If you really know that that's what you want, and I think eventually that's what you're going to want, and I think. A, because you've always been a relationship person. You were always a cheater, but you always had a relationship. And B, because I just don't think that you have the time to be like uh, to have many girls. I just don't think that you do. I think you have too many things going on. You have too many businesses now. You have a child. Like I think one girl, like because you're a relationship guy and that's where you get like that would be fine. And then maybe you cheat on her every now and then. But like I just don't think that. (laughs) What are you pointing at me for? You're the perfect woman for me then. (laughs) Me? Yeah. To cheat with you or to be your girl? Just be my booty call. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. See, this is where you're confused. I'm saying that you need a real... Are these my mixed signals? Yes. You need... <laughs> I really believe what you really, ultimately, when you're ready, will have and what you will want is a real girlfriend. I think because you're not really saying that to yourself and you're not clear about that for yourself right now, you like are going out and like you said, oh, I felt a little excited about the girl and like you were like treating her like you wanted a relationship, yet you don't even know that that's what you want. Correct. Right? So that actually would have been unfair to her if she was really looking for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but what happens, I think, when you, because I've seen this with my girlfriends too and I've seen it with myself, that when you don't really know what you want or you're not, on some level you're unavailable and then you just wind up sort of going on dates and doing business with people that are the same, right? So don't wonder why the fuck you can't get a relationship if you're not getting one. It's probably because you don't really want, like when my friends are like, oh, I want a relationship, but you know, if I can't find a relationship, I'll also have a booty call and if I just can't have a booty call, I'll have like an older woman that has a career that doesn't want time for me. You know, (coughs) you put out all those things. It's like so many mixed messages. Like what the, how of course you're not getting exactly what you want you have to be very clear right and that's it i think when you're very clear that you want a relationship you never had trouble finding a girlfriend that you really liked it was always there when you wanted it and that Mm -hmm. was the deal i think right now you don't know what you want because you still feel terrible about yourself you're still working on yourself and i think that's okay i think as somebody like you who went from one relationship to another because you always did you weren't alone you didn't like to be alone okay a, lo- a little alone time is kind of good, okay? Because really, you should be I've okay. been alone for a long time right now. Okay, that's good. Well, how long is long enough? Until you s- stop saying, like, terrible things about yourself and you feel better about yourself. Because okay. you don't want to You don't want to go after, like, you, like I said, most of the time, men won't, or and women won't find somebody when they feel that way about themselves anyway, right? You're not going to yeah. attract it because you don't even, uh, you're not ready for it. And people, it's not attractive. Right at all. Like no. I remember once when I was in a bad phase of my life, a friend of mine. I think it was Ro- it was Robert Kelly actually. He was like, you know, Kathy, you have the self esteem of a three hundred pound girl. Like you have the self esteem of a fat girl, and you're like fucking hot. You know what I mean? And my six hundred right. pound life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was completely right. I was acting like the biggest loser when it came to guys for like, and that was just all a, like a reflection of how I felt about myself on the inside because it wasn't how I looked on the outside, right? Um, so I just think that that's like what happened. Well, it's kind of funny that you bring him up because I started to like I haven't been, I haven't I haven't been going out. Mm-hmm. So I've been like Netflixing and just binge mm-hmm. watching stuff. Mm-hmm. So I did the Louis uh, CK you know series and everything. Louis, yeah. Have you watched and his new Horace and Pete? No. Okay, you like um, that next. So I uh, I love uh, Robert as the brother. Because I actually kind of, I, I don't really identify with Louis because 
it like his character it seems like he's always been this like losery type of guy uh-huh but like the with robert i kind of like identify with mm-hmm. and one of my favorite things <laughs> the bang bang do you know what that <laughs> yeah, is yeah, when they <laughs> when they ate all the food when they eat at one restaurant and they yeah. leave to go to another restaurant <laughs> They just shove so much as much food in their face as they can, right? So I actually did a bang bang the other night. <laughs> Was that the Hakkasan night? No. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Bang bang! It's a that's bang bang. That's when you know you're. That's when you know you've hit the shit. <laughs> and you're like, oh, you're kidding with yourself. You're like, I'm gonna do a bang bang, you know? And then after the bang, the second one, you're like, I'm fucking a loser (laughs) i am just a disgusting human being (laughs) right um but yeah so a little alone time is okay you'll know when you i think the when you said earlier and it's very true that you took one step towards fixing yourself today which was going to the gym i think stuff like that is super huge it's always the hardest part then not just going just not just going to the first time for doing something that's good for you but just not going i Mm -hmm. mean anybody can just join the gym and go by themselves and Mm -hmm. i worked out today i made a huge financial commitment with a trainer for 30 sessions paid for right but for people right which so that forces you big time it puts you on the line because, for a couple thousand dollars but for yeah. people that are listening that don't have a, that money but you could put yourself on the line in different ways right yeah. by telling people exactly listen it doesn't yeah. have to be financially but put yourself on the line that that you're kind of on the line for like if you screw up, like if I don't, or you go, don't go, if, if I don't, don't go, right. I'm gonna be pissed because losing 120 bucks to me, mm-hmm. it, like I'd be an like hour, for, for one hour, I'm gonna be upset about it. Mm-hmm. But how does somebody sort of put themselves on the line if they don't? If they don't have, like, how does it work in that situation? I think a way sometimes well, maybe it's like, a gym membership. You know, like, hey, right. I'm paying all this money a month. Mm-hmm. Let me fucking go. Right or whatever it is, I like once I told you I get, I did a man makeover for my friend Lee, and I mean I remember he called me up with tears in his eyes, like literally I think he was crying on the phone. He was so grateful, I because he showed up. Uh, he was a good friend of mine in high school. He disappeared when he was married, and then the minute he got divorced, he was like reconnected with all his friends. I was one of them, and he showed up and he looked like a sad sack. You know, he was like a dickless divorcee. And I was like, one day, like, let's just like, I want to give you a makeover. I made, I got him to go wax his back. I got him to wash, cut his hair. I got him to spend a couple thousand dollars. He had money on a new wardrobe and he looked like, and then, and I also put him on a no carb diet cause he was like, just ate really wrong. Yeah. You know, I cleaned up his ass. So he lost massive weight. He went from like a three to I would say an eight and he was like back in action and ever since then his life changed and you know I think though he was ready for that you know what I mean but you have to sort of make that commitment that you're just ready and then you have to do all these things to make yourself feel better about yourself I mean to get back looking good and feeling good it's funny Mm -hmm. you can it takes you a year to destroy your body or Mm -hmm. even two years to absolutely Mm -hmm. fuck your body up Mm -hmm. and everyone's like oh i I don't want to get back in the you know back into working out but when i sat back and i looked at it if you make a three to four day a week commitment you'll be back in shape in a month but that's only for people that have worked out their whole life muscle memory actually exists i I know i could lose my body and go back to gym in three weeks or now that i'm a little older it would take a month a month and a half and i have my body back but that's people who have been hardcore working out people that's muscle memory some people haven't 
I got it. Okay, that's just the truth. I'm you gonna, have muscle memory. I'm going to birth this baby. I hope that the babies isn't going to interrupt our meal. I mean, maybe you shouldn't eat. I don't know. No. <laughs> I'm going to feed you some steak. Yeah, that's great. It's not going to work. I mean, you were just too rude when I got here. But this is the thing. Like, we're both different people. I think that you get older and you change and you grow. And I think that that's like the great thing about life, right? Like, if you were still like sitting here trying to get back to your old game, I'd be like, I don't know. I'd kind of be like, really? Like, you know, you. I think you reinvented yourself when you got divorced. I think you grew and you changed. And now you're a different person. And you can sometimes when you try to go back to the old no, view, it doesn't it's work. it's not going to work. I'm going to give the Churrascaria story, okay? And this is about me trying to get my old game back and how it went horribly wrong. Me and you. Okay. Okay, I had quit drinking. And when you quit drinking, I mean, it was like really hard. I couldn't drink anymore. But what was even harder was like everything that went with that drinking. Like, like where was my ego being fed? My ego wasn't being fed anymore. Like I used to go out. I used to dress up like a whore. And I used to pick up a lot of guys. I used to put on a lot of makeup. I used to look like a stripper, right? And like I would get a lot of attention, right? And so like a year was going by. I hadn't drank. I hadn't gone out. And I was like feeling really depressed about myself. And I called you up and I said, Tommy, and at this point we were banging. And I said, I really want to go out and I want to dress up like I used to. And I want to put up on a lot of makeup and I just want you to take me out. Right? I wanted to go back to who I was. Like I just didn't, I didn't know who yeah. I was and he knew, the new me was, but I knew who the old me was. And I wanted that back because that seemed like an easy thing, right? I put yes. on a lot of makeup and I felt like a fucking tranny, okay? Like from the the minute I started to try to redo and a recreate hot blonde tranny, whatever, recreate my old days, it wasn't even working before I met you. Okay, met up with you, right? So I'm like, remember being in my bathroom getting ready, and I just looked like shit. My outfit looked weird. It felt really weird to be dressed up like in those slutty clothes without a lot of alcohol. It just wasn't me anymore. But I still went with it, right? And I met you, and you were taking me out to my favorite restaurant, which is Plataforma Trascaria Plataforma, which was this high end all-you-can-eat Brazilian churrascaria place, right? And we walked in, and I feel terrible about myself. Like I said, I felt like I looked like a tranny. I felt weird in my old clothes, but I wanted to, like I said, feel better about myself, so I thought this would help. So I meet you at the churrascaria, and there next to our table is a table of like 35 on, don't don't get there, okay, reserved, okay, it's reserved. Nobody's there, right? But it has reserve signs on it. And they are just waiting for the people that are going to, the 35 people that are going to sit right next to us while I'm looking like a tranny, right? And wanting to look hot. And who walks in? It's fucking fashion week. 35 of <laughs> the hottest, youngest models. And you looked at me because you cared about me. We were, we were fun. I did, I did. You felt so bad for me because here I was just wanting to look at, I felt so terrible about myself and in walks these people that just like were. Every 21 year old Russian. They were like a hundred up on me. Like, and that's when I really realized, and that was like the best thing that could have happened. It was like my face was smudged in the mud. You just like (laughs) forcing me to eat dirt. Okay. But it was like, actually to me, it was like the universe or whatever saying like, you can't go back. Right. Like that's for those girls. Like that's like, I couldn't be like young and hot anymore. I had to figure out a new way to be and a new way to get attention or whatever. That was what my new thing was. And everyone's going to go through different transitions and it's about different things. But that's where I was at in my life at 34, 35 years old, right? And uh, so never did I dress up like a tranny in my slutty clothes and do that ever again. Like that's when I really realized like this doesn't work. I can't, I'm not going to be hot in that way, right? Mm -hmm. And so I recreated a different way. I think for you, like you're not going to be 
Tommy anymore, right? You're going to be somebody else and you're still going to, and you're going to have your game again. And who is that going to be? I don't know. That's for you to sort of figure out. Yeah. But it's probably going to be, you're going to be more true to who you are because I know you really well. And I, I just got to say this and we won't get that deep into your past, but Wait, I is this believe, a compliment. No, this is Damn an it. analysis <laughs> that when you had all that game and you were cheating, it was like really dysfunctional. Something was wrong with you. You were never really you. You were always popping a lot of pills. You were drinking a lot of stuff. You were doing a lot of drugs. You were always keeping all your intensity, all your sensitivity, all of you shoved down really deep, right? So you could just like fucking take care of business. You worked hard, you played hard, you fucked a lot of girls, but you were never really yourself. But you, and you were always like one Xanax away from a nervous breakdown. You felt, you passed out on planes, like you were always in the hospital, like you were like ready to fucking crack at all times because you were trying to hold it together by being very phony, okay? You weren't really being you. And when you gave up all the girls and you got married, you all, all that fake bullshit strength that you had, all that sort of smoke and mirrors, okay, was gone. You became you. And what happens, because I know this, because when I quit drinking, it was the same thing. It's like Superman losing their kryptonite. You have to figure whoa, out- Whoa, 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 stop. Before you, every comic book person hates you. Why? Kryptonite, it's Superman doesn't lose kryptonite. Kryptonite is what makes Superman weak. Oh, so, so he's given kryptonite. He's like, it's like giving Superman okay, kryptonite. Okay, thank you for that. You're yeah, welcome, because yeah. you would have gotten hate mail. Yeah, totally. Okay, so, Comic book so it's like <laughs> Superman being given kryptonite, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, you're like, all Powerless. your phony strength is gone, and you're like, you have to summon up real strength, right? But those are that's like a beautiful thing. Like, I'm a real strong person now for real reasons, right? And that's what you're learning for yourself, right? Yeah. So I think you'll be a more sensitive person. I still think you'll be a relationship guy, but you'll probably be better at relationships because you were terrible for most of your relationships. And then your last relationship, you tried to be good and then it fucking blew up in your face. So maybe that was bad karma, right? I don't yeah. know. But now you have a chance to be more of who you are, right? Figure out how to have real strength without sort of being that player and like, you know, feel really good about yourself for real without having to fuck a million girls and double and triple dip. Not saying that you won't still want to yeah, screw a lot a of girls. a long time ago. It would never happen really. I mean, listen. It's not going to happen again. You're past that. Yeah, I'm past you can't that. go back. You can't, like, you want to be like, like listen, the tranny with the hot models. If something fell in my lap, something fell in my lap. You know what I mean? But one girl or two girls. I just don't think you have it in you. I think it's going to be. That's just my prediction. Not to say that some guys won't go back and everyone's different. Everyone's at different places in their life. Everybody is, you know, transitioning into different things, right? But mm -hmm. this is what I see for you. And this is what I believe. And this is just my prediction. I think you will probably wind up when you're ready in another relationship. And I think that relationship, because you're going to go into it more of like who you are, might be the deepest, like realist, best relationship you ever had. Because I think all your other relationships were bullshit because you were half fucking there. Because you were always sort of, you were phony. You were a phony. Okay. I know you believe me. I know you know I'm speaking the truth. Did you, you get the chills at any You time? always speak the truth, yes. Yeah. No, but so I so that's what I think and I think that's what will happen. In the meantime, should you not find a girl to fuck and everything? That's yeah, but like you text me when that fucking shit happens because I think that you are so dickless that I don't know that you have it in you to get a girl in the sack. Ooh, that sounds like a challenge. Yeah, maybe that'll work for you. <laughs>
<laughs> I wish I could say that that was like my real, that was, that I did that on purpose to get you to go fuck a girl and like to get, but it really wasn't. I don't think, I don't think that you have it in you to have meaningless sex with a girl and put in all that effort and just like, just get a girl. I just don't think, I just don't think that. I know your game because you've tried it on me and it's lame with a capital L. Okay. It's like, it's like not a fucking chance. I don't have any game. I know that's a problem if you want to get girls. It is a kind of a game. If you want to get a girl the way in just a booty call kind, there's a fucking game. Especially if you're going after girls in their 20s. I I didn't go after her. It kind of fell in my lap. But first of all, um, I don't know what I want. So let's figure out what I want first. Right, I'm saying that's what I mean. When you figure out what you want, I believe it will be a real relationship and you'll meet somebody, a nice girl that you like. I think that you married the wrong kind of girl for you. I've always known you to like a certain kind of woman. I think eventually you'll wind up with that kind of woman. You know, for real, when you get a little bit more of your equal, you know, you like strong women, somebody like more successful, more together, more of a woman. Yeah. You married a girl and it was very odd for you because you, I know that wasn't your type. Yeah. And but a lot of times people wind up with the opposite. Maybe it'll be the opposite. I don't really know, but you'll probably wind up with something. But in the meantime, if you just want to get fucked, you gotta. No, you keep pointing at me. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, listen. There is always a chance. I said this on that infamous Joe DeRosa. You know, when Joe DeRosa got really mad at me because I went on a date with him and I wouldn't even make out with him, and he was like, the whole sort of thing came up of like whether you should still pay the check because I didn't want to fool around with him and I knew I didn't like. Oh, him. you always pay the check. You're a guy. No, but his thing was like you should have because you figured out you didn't like me. But it's like for me, my whole point was like at any time on a date when you're sitting across from a woman, you have a chance to get her to like you. Like I'm like that type of person. I've dated every kind of guy. I'm sort of open. I never know who I'm going to fall for. Most of the time with women, it's about a way a man has with himself that is attractive to her. It's not about how he looks. It's very opposite what a man is attracted to a woman, right? So men think like, oh, you got to look a certain way. Like not really at all with women. It's a very different kind of a thing. You know, you have to sort of act a certain way. Like, and so if you play a girl the right way, sometimes you can get her to do something that she never thought going in that she would, right? Like I said, I when I first met you, I was like, I would never fuck you for like if you paid me a million dollars. I was not interested in you. I thought you were a joke. Puma had to tow. I mean, you were yep. like, uh, you were like not my type at all. And then I screwed you. You're like my favorite booty call for like eight years. So it really, like you really got, you really put your time in and then you got me and then you had me for a very long time. And the best way, it was a very successful booty call. You know, this is what we talk about. I got to re-air that podcast. That, it was the gift that kept on giving. Well, but it was a lot. We did that podcast because it was a lot about, and we can't get into this because we got to wrap this up. It was a lot about how to have a successful booty call because we've all tried it and it doesn't work most of the time. But for me and you, it did work that one time. And yeah. I tried to recreate it and it's never worked with other people. And it's never going to work with you again and me because we're different people and been there, done that. It's not going to happen. And I'm looking, for, when I eventually do date again, because I have a baby, I'm not interested in the slightest. It will not be, I will not just have a booty call. I'll be, I'll go on a date with a guy who like buys me fucking flowers and woos me the right way. Do you understand? Yes, absolutely. So that's what it's going to be. It's going to be like a real relationship when I eventually get back out on the scene. But, um, and I think that'll be the same thing for you. (laughs) Tommy just winked at me. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. So anyway, I hope I wish you the best with. Yeah. Your, I hope you get your dick back. And then till next week when I'm back on the podcast with oh updates. Oh my god! Yeah, next. Yeah, week. buddy. I would listen, that's dude. I'm taking up fucking real estate now. I would lo- listen. I don't mind to have you on every now and so, then, but I can't even get you to text me back when I I schedule people. It's bad. She enough said to, yeah. to call her at eleven o'clock today. What time did I call? Eleven. Thank you very much. I know, but that was like, what did I think I had to bribe you with sex for that? Like I had to yeah. say, like, if yeah. you played it, me the right way and the right way to play no. me is to at least be on fucking time. No, there was no sex. There was no bribing. But listen, mm-hmm. if you want me back on the podcast. <laughs> You're talking to my listeners is, now? Yes, I'm okay. talking to the listeners now. This yeah. is your opportunity. Write me and say, oh, we want Tommy back. Yes. Start a revolution. Tommy, it's, it's not that I fired you because you were like, like I don't know how you have businesses. I don't know how you keep well, that your was life together. I you was are so doing, flaky. I was doing all the businesses, and I couldn't dedicate the time, and I wasn't reliable. And like uh, I, I would say, unreliable you, it, is it, it, not it, even the right word. What's like co- on the other end of the spectrum? Like what is like even worse than unreliable? What is the word for that? Because that's what you were. Mostly unreliable. <laughs> <laughs> like, so it was so bad. I couldn't deal. Unreliableist. <laughs> the most unreliable person. I can't deal with that. Sometimes right. I take podcasts. So I- we'll see what happens, you know. But, you know, send in your feedback. <laughs> you know, write, write a uh, really good review about this show. I hope and that let, let, people let have people, learned. Let people know it's my soothing quiet storm voice <laughs> that you appreciate <laughs> not my irritating cackle not her irritating cackle crow call i have noticed too with my and i think people want to know has tommy gotten laid yet yeah we will find out no yeah. i just put you up to t- like i don't think you're gonna be able to get fucked at all there we go i just don't there's the bet <laughs> so you, i want to check the this? next time you have meaningless sex it's like it's like uh, what's that movie? Sixteen Candles. I got to show proof of the girl's underwear. No, I believe you if you tell me. Um, okay, let's put a wager on it. Well, okay, sure. What do you want to wager? <laughs> you money? Steak? No, no. Sex? Please, it's not gonna happen. I mean, I could lie to you and say yes and be like be like, but I'm not gonna. No. All right, we'll figure. Just do it for ne- your own. On the next show, just we'll do figure it for your own pride. Well, that's to given. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And just for your own release, like for your own release. balls, just to release some of that cum. <laughs> just so you could just like cum. Like, don't you need to do that as a man? Yes. With a real flesh? Like, could I just ask you a quick question? Yeah. And I don't know why I haven't asked. Like, since your divorce. Wow. He's doing the jerking off sign. Since the divorce, have you fucked at least one? You only have to answer yes or no. All right. I'm How not going to answer yes or no. You have to. I'm just not going to answer this question. Why not? Because how many girls have you fucked? Okay, not have you. Okay, just answer this. I don't need a number. I just need a yes or no. Have you fucked anybody since you got divorced? Look me straight in the eye right now. You haven't. <laughs> Is the answer no? Ah, uh, come on. I'm trying to think. Is the answer no? Or are you lying? Because you're you you're getting divorced. What's no, the answer? I, What's the right me. answer? What's the right answer? Yeah, the I had sex once. 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 <sighs> How long you been divorced for? <laughs> she moved out in October. No, when was the last time you fucked her? Lot, way before. I'm talking about the last April. W- April of last year. 
when you got divorced, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's been a year and a year. Yeah. Just a year? No, you got it, to two years ago. No, it's been a year. The only a year? It's only been a year. Okay, so you have had sex once with a girl in a year. Okay, yeah, that's like a like that's like not. That's so fucked great. up, right? Well, it's for you. It is. I mean, you know, yeah, you got to up that game. So let's try for one more in the All next right. month. You think you can do it in one month? I think I can do it. Okay, let's see. And I'd like to know if that girl ever texts you back. Has she texted you back? Look at your phone. <laughs> no, but a friend of mine's bringing in someone to meet. Okay, good. And don't text her again. No. Now, I mean, you did twice. No, that's it. No, no, she no, probably no. blew. You're probably you're getting blown that's off. That's it. That's it. Yeah, she oh, might have so not cool. even had a, a a trip. She might have been lying about that. Remember, she said I'm going on a business trip. Why do you want to fucking kick me while I'm down? <laughs> supposed to be here making me feel better. Well, because when I used to feel bad like, about my guys, I know you feel bad, but uh, when, yeah, she was totally not into you. Who loser. cares? Because you got to deal with rejection. I remember when I would be upset about my guys, and I'd go over to your house and to talk about it. I remember one time seriously sitting on top of you, crying because halfway in, guy had just dumped me, and all you did was try and unbuckle my belt the whole time because you just wanted to have sex. Like you could have cared less. So you were just as insensitive and. <laughs> another way guy. <laughs> and actually a much ruder way okay but it helped you look where you've come yeah. yeah what you it helped me how i don't know somehow okay anyway let's not, we don't need to talk about me right. so anyway thank you so much for being on my podcast now we're gonna go eat you're gonna have your baby eventually and then you'll have <laughs> and then you'll get laid and you'll keep us posted bye bye do you have a story lifestyle or situation you can't talk about to anyone to anyone or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show well strictly anonymous wants to hear from you send us an email strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name and remember everything is strictly anonymous strictly anonymous